Hello, and welcome to the sports page, Female Forward. Thank you so much for joining me today. You get to hear the story of Michelle Vasconcelos. She and I went to school together a long time ago in elementary school, and most notably, we took a hip-hop class together when we were 11, so I was very excited to hear her story and to be able to share it with you. Here she is telling her story. My freshman year was one of the best years that we'd had in BYU for a long time. We made it all the way to the Elite Eight in the national tournament. It was only the second time the team had done that, so that was really exciting. I loved my time at BYU. I felt like I really grew as a person, as a player. I unfortunately tore my ACL my sophomore year, so that was really tough. I guess for people who don't know, the ACL, it's like the main ligament in your knee that basically holds it together. Um, and it's like a six to eight month recovery after you have surgery. At the time was devastating, but I had a best friend coming in. So I was like, okay, I'll get to have another year with her because this sounds terrible. But if you get injured before a certain point, like early enough on in the season, then you get to have an extra year. Um, so me, that was exciting. Not, you know, I was trying to find the, oh, for sure. the yeah. silver lining. So yeah, after that, just had a great time. I think finally before my senior year, I had I got married before my junior year, which would have been my senior year. Sorry, this is kind of confusing because okay. I did have the redshirt year. So I remember talking to my husband before my senior year and he said, hey, you know, if you want to play professional, because we, we talked about it, you know, he's like, I'll totally support you in that. And he's like, I would just go for it this season, try to get goals, assists, you know, try to get, try to get noticed. And so I did that. And tried, you know, tried my best. I just like went for it, held nothing back. Um, and then luckily I was able to get drafted um, out of college to play in Chicago. I mean, that ACL was quite the roadblock. I don't want to downplay that. Yeah. But when you were about to start with the Red Stars, was it right before that? You had an even yeah. bigger roadblock that had a beautiful silver lining, but yeah. quite an obstacle, Definitely. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got drafted to play in Chicago and then we found out I was pregnant after with my daughter. Um, and it felt like an injury, you know, pregnancy because you're sidelined. And to be honest, I just remember being devastated. Like I cried almost like the whole time. I was like, I had faith that things were going to work out how they were supposed to. Um, and of course, when your baby's born, it all makes sense and right. you love them so much. But during the time, I, I really struggled. I love that you speak about that so plainly because as moms, I have three of my own and I think we feel like we have to downplay the hard things, right? Because we don't want yeah, anyone to definitely. think that we don't love our kids. But I yes. <laughs> but it's I thought that was really beautiful that you said it felt like an injury. You know, because it does yeah. it's I mean, it's your body, your body and your skill and your athleticism is what had taken you that far in life, right? Obviously, so much mm -hmm. of it had to do with your character and your mind. I don't want to downplay that either. But, no, no, I know exactly what you mean. But then like my like this, job is my body. Like I need to be in top shape. So can you take me into your mind when you first found out? I mean, if that's not too intrusive, like take me into no, no. kind of those days when you were realizing kind of what all that meant. Um, so after we had found out, I actually flew to Chicago to meet my coach, which now it's funny because... Um, the NWSL, that's the name for the league in yeah. the U.S. Mm -hmm. Even if you get drafted, it's kind of like a tryout anyways. But obviously, like, the higher or I guess lower, lower you get drafted, like, the better the number, you know, the, obviously, the more likely you are. Um, and so my coach had traded 
up to get me. Um, and so I felt like this guilt initially after, um, so I was like, Oh, I'll go, I'll go see, you know, meet him and just tell him in person. So I did that and he was super encouraging. Um, he was just like, Hey, we're really happy for you adding a member, another member to your family. Um, and he's like, we'll plan on you for next year. So, um, yeah, but I mean, fast forward, I got there next year. Um, we moved when Scarlett was eight months old or maybe even less. Sorry. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, maybe like six to seven months old um, when we moved. And it was still pretty early to be like, I think playing at that level for me, just because I hadn't done it yet. You know, it's a big jump from college to professional. I was still breastfeeding everything, you know, trying to figure out how to be a mom. Um, And so I think I, I got there and to be honest, I would say that like, I wasn't even deserving of a contract yet just because, you know, I, I mean, I knew where I could be, but I wasn't there yet. And luckily my coach, he had seen me before. So he definitely took a chance on me and they signed me. So that was great. But I, it was a, it was a hard first season to be honest too, like trying to balance being a professional athlete with motherhood. Cause I'd never done that before, you know, in college, I, I had it figured out because it was just me. I could nap when I needed, eat, make sure, you know, I was all taken care of. But now there, there was this other, other little human who was relying on me. So I can't imagine what that was like for you. So how did you cope? What did you do? Um, Like, was there a secret to it? (laughs) Definitely no secret. I would say my first year, I was like a skeleton of myself. I mean, you know, I know we say like moms and or like professional athlete and mom, like, how did you cope? But I feel like moms in general, you know, we're all just like, I don't super women, but you know what I mean? Like we figure out how to get stuff done. And so I, I had, I would just kind of like stay after and work on stuff on the field to try to get back to where I was. Um, One of my coaches would go over film with me. Uh, so that really helped as well. And it was amazing because my club even hired a nanny for me. So I would just bring my daughter with me to training what? and then the nanny would be there. So oh my, that gosh. was amazing. I love that. Wow. I think that, Yeah. I think back when I was in college, I was in like my last year and I had classmates that would like hold my baby for me when I was doing that too. Oh. So I think it's sort of the same thing. I don't think people will ever understand how kind it is and how much it means to us as moms to give space for our children and for us to be a mom while we do our professional thing, right? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. So Scarlett's with you at practice. Yeah. As a tiny little girl, it was fun too, to have her be around all my teammates because there, there was another mom on the team actually at the time. Um, but her son was a bit older, four or five, I think by the time we got there. Uh, so that was really nice to be able to kind of work hand in hand with her. And she had already been on the team. So she had a bigger voice, you know, when you first come into a team, you're like, Oh, I don't want to ask for anything. Um, but she was great. And she's actually the one that got us the nanny. Yeah. Cause she had said like, it wasn't like that before the league, you know, it's, it's growing, which I totally get. Like they didn't necessarily have the resource resources before, but I think even she would say now that she had me, you know, we had each other, we could kind of like fight together. So that was great. NWSL is fighting so many battles in its own, right? <laughs> Just the main yeah. battle of recognition, right? But then to also have battles kind of within that where you got to make your voice heard within that. That's really beautiful. Okay, so take me on the journey with you after Chicago. So my first year, right, I said it was really tough learning. Second year, I finally felt 
like myself again. I had a really strong start to the season and I tore my other ACL. That's kind of been the story of my professional career. Like just when I feel like good in myself again, I have an injury or something, you know, to keep me from the game. Um, so that was tough because this time I tore my ACL, but I also had a two-year-old. So I was on crutches for like six weeks, weeks chasing around my two-year-old. We'd go to the park. I don't know why I would do this, but I would just chase her, not chase her, you know, but on crutches, just yes. hobbling behind her because I'm like we have to get out but you know we made it through so it's like we again we just do what we have to do and we figure out a way so then the next year as I was coming back COVID hit and I think during COVID I really just realized I wanted to be home with my family and there was a team in Utah the Utah Royals um and so my husband and I we decided that it would be great if we could move back to Utah and I could play there and so we asked for the trade to be there um, so Scarlett could be, you know, near grandparents and cousins. And my coach, who had been awesome to me, you know, in Chicago, he helped the trade happen. And so I got to Utah, was there for like a month, and then the owner was forced to sell the team. So I was only in Utah for a short time, and then the team moved to Kansas City. Was there ever a time when you were like, should I just stop playing? <laughs> like, did you ever think of quitting? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, especially... Just because, like you said, it was like one thing after another. And I was like, man, what do I do? Um, actually, during that time, I applied for an MBA and I got in. And so I was sitting there trying to decide, like, which do I do? Um, and I was able to defer the MBA. So hopefully I'll get back to that um, later on. And then I kept playing. So And now we you are in Europe. Yeah, yeah. So Kansas City, um, like I said, so it got sold uh quickly right from Utah uh -huh. and so it it was still growing last year which it was still great to be a part of and I love the girls but we've always wanted to come to Europe as a family and it just worked out with Sevilla and so I this is crazy but I found out it was in August I found out on a Thursday that the trade was actually happening because it was kind of whispers and then I was on a plane on Saturday leaving what um <laughs> yeah so the timeline of it to be honest at the time like I was devastated initially because my daughter and husband didn't come with me right away because they couldn't you know we we packed up our apartment really quickly I left on Saturday my husband drove our cars home from Kansas City to Utah you know got our stuff all in order um and then I had to come here like kind of get an apartment get settled and so they didn't actually join me for two almost two months it oh was so hard and I I think I realized at that time more than other that like yes I love football soccer but I love doing it with my family and having them with me and so it was it was a really lonely time um being in here in Spain and which I loved like getting to know the culture and everything and my teammates were super welcoming but you know how it is like your husband and your family or your kids like they're my world they're what I look forward to coming home every day after training so right well it sounds like you also have a husband who is like all in Yes, yes, he really is. He's definitely like pushed me to grow and just keep trying new things that I'm not always, you know, like even with Spain, I was like, oh, do I go? This is so hard. He's like, go. Like, I don't want you to regret anything. And so he's always been great, really supportive. He played at BYU for a little bit too, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. That's our love story is he's on the men's team. I was on the women's team. We met at one of his teammates' weddings. So literally, football has just been a part of every part of your story together. Yeah, and he's from Brazil. So I don't know if you know that culture, but like he is obsessed, which has also helped too. You know, because he gets it. So does he work in Spain? Is he with Scarlett? What's that like? Yeah, he just uh, works remote, and so we were able to do this, uh, which 
also been fortunate, you know, because the women's side doesn't always pay that great. Well, it's, you know, for some it's getting there, uh, which is great. Um, but it's nice because he can keep working. And um, luckily, I'm home or, like early afternoon and then I get to spend the rest of the afternoon with my daughter. So that's too what I love about football. That all, Yes, although it's demanding, I still have a lot of time to spend with her. Has Scarlett started playing soccer at all? A little bit. We put her in some here in Spain, but the age gap was massive from like four to 12. And so she'd be like playing with these girls who were just massive compared to her. Um, so we ended up taking her out because I'm like, I don't want her to not like it, you know, because she was kind of scared to go in and get the ball. We just try to play with her on our own right now, honestly. I'm not super into, like, the organized stuff yet at this age. Right. Just getting them to, like, love it on their own, you know. I'm like, I don't want them to be standing in lines and things like that. Just thinking about, I mean, all these roadblocks that you met, what advice would you give a younger football player that maybe is struggling with looking at all these potential obstacles or maybe obstacles they're already facing in playing this sport? Yeah, well, I mean... A young footballer now has such a big advantage because there's so many before them that have paved the way. Um, like I said, before I got to the league, that other mom on my team had just been saying, yeah, we didn't have this and this and this. But already by the time I had gotten there, those women before had fought for so much. And so I would just you know, say to, to anyone thinking about it, if you really want to do it, go for it because it's only getting better and better and like football is only growing you know it's it's so exciting to be a part of even just last night barcelona women played the real madrid women in the camp nou in barcelona and had the biggest attendance for a women's game ever a women's football game it was ninety one thousand people so i just got the chill even that right there yeah even that just shows like it's growing and i think the better marketing that the women's game can keep getting, you know, if we can keep filling stadiums and getting people to games, like that's where the growth is going to come. I still can't fathom the fact that at six months postpartum, you were back on the field playing. Was there something at the end of the day that made you decide to just keep going? I think just my love for the game, honestly, and my competitiveness, um, my desire to see what I could accomplish as a professional athlete and I just wasn't ready to give it up especially having my husband being kind of like behind me lighting that fire too not behind me but you know like next to me lighting that fire I was like yeah like why wouldn't I keep playing just like like you said like the obstacles I think in anything we do like you're saying like we're always gonna face obstacles and setbacks and we just have to keep pushing through it trying to find the positive things about it and remembering that love of why we did it in the first place. Cause there were definitely times that I asked myself, like, why am I doing this? Like, this is so hard. This maybe isn't what I was expecting, but then you like keep looking for those moments that are worth it. And I think that's to say about motherhood too, you know, like how you're saying <laughs> we love our kids. We, we, it's not that, but it's hard, you know, but you, you have those moments of joy that you're like, Oh, like this is all worth it. And sometimes it is just little moments, right? It's it's <laughs> little things in a sea of bigger things that seem hard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been really rewarding, though, to be able to have her doing this all. You know, I before I was like, man, I can't imagine being a professional footballer, football player and having a daughter. Like, how am I going to do that? And now I'm like, how am I? How would I do it without her? You know, she has just shaped me and my football career in such a way for the better. 
Is there ever a time, or I'm sure there's multiple times when you think of her and how she's going to be able to look at your story and hear your story later and know how hard mom fought for what she loved? Do you think about that often? Um, I mean, I think in a sense that I'm like, man, my family is sacrificing so much for me. Like they moved to Spain and I think sometimes I let it almost be a pressure at first, you know, because I'm like, oh, I want to succeed for them. But again, like I just don't like having the pressure on in that sense. I don't like it. You know, it kind of takes the fun out of the game. And so I remember chatting with my husband about it. He's like, no, like he's like, we're here because like we want to support you. But like we also want the adventure. So that that was nice for me to hear Um, because I'm like, yeah, like like you said, I want my daughter to be like not impressed but you know like wow like you said mom did that like I can do that too I can do whatever I want to do for a career whatever it is do you have any hopes that she'll play football or that she'll follow in your footsteps a little bit or do you not let yourself think that far yet (laughs) um we've definitely talked about we're like oh we'd be amazing if she played not in the sense like I don't care if she's professional or anything but I think because my husband and I love the game so much, like that's one of our favorite things to do together is to go play like pickup, you know, pickup soccer just yeah. for fun with people. And so I think it would be so fun to have our family play together. Like I love coaching too, you know, so we'll, we won't force it at all, but I think we'll definitely be playing a lot as a family. And so hopefully they can at least tolerate it, her and the future kids. <laughs> yes. We all have those little hopes as parents. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It has been so nice just to chat and catch up, but also to hear your side of your really wonderful story. I'm, I've been following along on Instagram, and I've, I'm just so inspired by you, and I know that people listening will be too. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Paige. And you too. That's what I was saying. I feel like all just women, moms, like I love hearing each other's stories and getting strength from that and taking it into our own lives because like we all have unique talents and gifts and so much to offer. And, you know, I just I hope that as women, like we feel like we can help each other in that, you know, trying to push our talents out there and um, help each other be our best. So for sure. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. And yeah, that's that's the goal. So we'll keep telling women's stories and keep motivating each other. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this story. If you like what you heard today, let your friends know to listen so that we can keep sharing and being inspired by women's stories. Thank you. This has been the Sports Page Female Forward.